Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Mosh, the podcast for heavy music. We're your hosts, Jimmy and Daz. Hello, Daz. Hi, mate. How Someone's missing. Yeah, someone is missing. <laughs> oh, Defa. We've lost him down the fucking Norfolk coast or something, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Bless him. He's off gallivanting on his holidays. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he'll be back next week, man, for our roundup. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, today's episode is we haven't done one of these in a little while, have we? Our little bangers right. and chats, a nice little half say. an hour, half an hour banger. But we just had the the pleasure of chatting to Tony Foresta, um, frontman of Legend Municipal Waste. Um, just had a killer chat about their new album that's coming out on the 1st of July, Electrified Brain. Um, we got into all of that. Um, Tony's vocal style. And then we had a fucking cool little chat about wrestling at the end. Yeah, man, the wrestling <laughs> thing was fucking wicked. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Tony knows all the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, I was just... We were just chatting, weren't we, after? Um, like, I've been so excited about this chat. Municipal Waste mm. is one of my favourite bands of all time. And uh, stuff like this will never get old, man. Like, I'm just no. buzzing, buzzing like a little kid now, having yeah. having yeah. a chance to do that. So, the fucking killer, man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's lovely. I can see, like, like you know, when, you know, you can see, I could see that it touched you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. Yeah. It's the, mad. It's lovely, man. Like, yeah. when a chat is exactly how you imagined it would be is fucking yeah it's killer so yeah um electrified brain comes out the first of july um on nuclear blast honestly we i touched on it in the chat but it is hands down the best municipal waste album since the art of partying it is yeah killer and i have not stopped playing it man so yeah keep the summer mate oh 100 dude 100 summer summer vibes crack the heat <laughs> so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, we'll be back next week with our roundup show with Defer in tow. So um, yeah, keep an eye out on that. Uh, and on with the chat with Mr. Tony Foresta. <laughs> Yo, Tony from Municipal Waste, how you doing, man? Thank you for joining us this evening, dude. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, what time is it there? Yeah, we're eight o'clock in the evening over here, man. Oh shit! Yeah, that's late. <laughs> uh, it's it's never too late for some waste, bro. That's past my bedtime, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell you before we crack on with the uh, with the interview, our boy Defa, who normally uh, presents this with us, is away on holiday, right? And he is fucking gutted. He's missing this chat. So, could you say hello to Defa for us? Defa? Yeah, Defa. Yeah, yeah. Defa. Hello, Defa. You missed it, man. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He fucked Legend. up. Um, right, so let's crack on with the... Um, so, Electrified Brain drops July the 1st, man. Nuclear Blast. Like, I've been a massive Municipal Waste fan now going... I think it was Hazardous Mutation I got into you guys. Um, and this, for me, hands down, is your best album since The Art of Partying. Like... Oh, no, thank you. No, oh man, I've had the, we've had that promo uh, copy for a few days now, dude. I have rinsed the fuck out of this record over the last <laughs> few days. Hell yeah, oh yeah, we're we're fucking we're really happy with like 
how the production came out and everything like it, it just it just really like i don't know it was a sign of the times and, and there's a lot of bullshit going on but we uh i don't know we took our time we focused on it and if there's anything that we could get that's positive out of all the shit that we've been through the past few years like at least we have this record like you know it's something i could look at proudly and be like fuck yeah all right i pulled something out of this <laughs> <laughs> man that's it Eddie. you've got to like you've got to look at the positives take it's that old stoic philosophy man like it ain't what happens it's like how you react to it so um yeah and i, I feel I, like we we were able to produce something that at least i can look back i can look at it fondly you know at least over such a dark time you know yeah absolutely man um do, do you guys have a plan of what you want a record to sound like um before you go in or do you just see what sort of happens organically during the writing of um, a record oh it's definitely like organically writing wise i mean but well when you say sound wise do you mean like production wise or do you mean like songwriting wise songwriting so like when i listen to this record yeah like there's that classic municipal waste sound but this has got some really cool like trad metal vibes in places to it um and I was just wondering if that was something that you consciously wanted to uh, to sort of expand into to different areas. I think it was just like something that we wanted to try. Um, we've all been listening to that stuff forever. Yeah, man. Um, Ryan uh, Ryan does his other project that's kind of similar to that style. Um, we thought it'd be something cool to do, where you know, with, with me singing that kind of music which sounds a little different, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like a heavy metal singer, you know, so yeah. it sounds, yeah. it has, it gives it a little diff, different kind of edge to it. And uh, I think that that makes those songs kind of stand out differently on the record, but in a good way, like uh, high speed steel is one of them. And then there, there's another one, uh, restless and wicked. And, and I really liked the vocal performance. Um, that they got out of me on that song because it it doesn't sound like a Miss Way song it's, and it sounds spooky and, and catchy and evil and, and uh, I don't know it it was fun it, I think I think it like breaks up the monotony of the record too where it's just not like thrash 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 you know just kind of like, yeah kind of steps yeah. back and breathes a little bit and uh breathes like a different life in, into the songs which is or into the record as a whole. Oh, 100%. Like the first time I listened through it, um, when it got to crank the heat, I was like, holy fuck. Like it almost sounds like it sounds like a different band, but is unmistakably municipal waste at the same time. It's so it's so cool. Um, and is like, yeah, we're, fly, we're flying up to we're flying up to New York uh, this weekend to film a video for Crank the Heat. Oh, so I'm excited. Which I like that song a lot. I'm glad you mentioned it because because uh, that song wasn't even supposed to be on the record. Like that was a song we literally pulled out of the trash. Like it was in the trash email. Oh my god! And I god. pulled it out and was like, "Hey, wait, what about this song?" And then like, <laughs> and then I I, I was able to like um, kind of I kind of copied and I we called it we call it Frankensigning. <laughs> where you like take parts of the song and yeah, yeah. restructure it you know and make a beast out of it and that's kind of what happened is uh 
that song was definitely like in the garbage and uh we resurrected it and, and now it's like one of my favorite songs on the record oh, man. but that was that was that was like a benefit of of um that is that, that is like a clear benefit of of having the time to be able to go back and, and work on shit we had so much time on this record because we were literally sitting at home not allowed to leave our houses <laughs> yeah man i'm like when I messaged this, I messaged um I messaged these two on my group chat and I was like, Crank the Heat is the best song this year. And um, dude, I was making burritos earlier and I turned the oven on and I went, Crank the Heat, like that. And it's like <laughs> it's in my head all the time. <laughs> I see that you're wearing an Eternal Champion shirt. Yeah, bro. That's uh, Arthur. Uh, um, Arthur, the guitarist, recorded the record. Yeah, I was... I've got a question about that, man. Um, you probably already knew that. Am I jumping ahead here? No, nah, man, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, we might as well crack onto that then straight and now, man. Um, so obviously Arthur Rizzi produced this. Um, it's 100% the best sounding Municipal Waste album to date. Like, how was, how was working with him? Oh, it was amazing. Um, we... We were friends. We all knew each other before, um, and we just kind of knew that he would be the guy that could mix our love of hardcore, punk, and heavy metal together. Like yeah. you're wearing the shirt, so you obviously know yeah, what Eternal Champion sounds like. Yeah. And uh, you've heard Power Trip. You've heard like you know all the other. He just did a Creator record that's awesome. What what yeah. sold it for me? Like what really made me want. Like I would, I would, I wanted to work with him regardless because I just knew that he had a good ear for like hardcore and and making like he fast heavy music set like sound heavier than it should when it's fast, you know, because that's yeah. kind of a hard thing to do. But um, I really liked his production on the Sacred Reich record, and that's what really sold it for me. Which I I didn't want our record to sound like that, but. I could just tell like the way like a power trip record sounds and then like how good, like, and how the, how well both of those records sound like the Sacred Reich record as, and power trip record, how they sound different, but, but great and the same. So I knew that he was flexible and would get the sound that we wanted for sure. Yeah, man. It, like we hit, that dude should change his name to like Midas Rizik. Cause literally everything he touches just turns to gold. Like it's, I listened to that create I got we got the new creator album and I played that the other day and it just sounds monstrous man and he yeah that that dude knows how an album should sound man yeah yeah it's it's, it's so funny because like we'll all just be hanging out and then he'll just be in the corner like fucking around on his laptop and I'm like what are you doing Arthur like what are you up to He's like oh I'm mixing a Chromax record <laughs> oh okay <laughs> just casually I'm yeah, I'm eating a meatball sub. You're mixing a Chromax record. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, all over the place, man. Um, so when how um, so do you guys all write together, um, or do you bring in separate ideas to the studio and flesh them all out? Like, how does the songwriting process work in Municipal Waste? Oh yeah, they they'll they'll bring ideas to to the practice space and be jamming. I, I moved um I moved to Florida um a few years ago, so this was the first record I was I I did 
since I relocated. So that was a little difficult at first to try to get our bearings and figure out how we were going to record a record and how we were going to write a record. But it, it was once we figured it out, it was the best, best experience as far as writing together ever, because rather than me sitting in the studio with them, annoying the shit out of them, like while they're in the pra- while they're in the practice space, like writing songs, you know, normally I would, I would sit there not doing anything because I don't play an instrument. So yeah. they were trying to remember, remember parts to the song. And then I'd be like, Hey, you should play that part two more times and do a solo here. And it's like, what are you fucking talking about? You know, like, like that's gotta be really frustrating when you're trying to learn a song, much less like remember the notes and all that shit. Then you got your fucking singer telling you to play, you know what I mean? So, so um, the way, the way it, it works now is that I can just write it all down after they they'll jam some shit they'll put the take their phone and like hit record and while they're still sitting in the practice they send me a song on my phone i mean granted it's a shitty boombox recording but that's how we recorded our first seven inch was you just put a well i'm sorry that's how we wrote our first seven inch not recorded it's it sounds like a shitty boombox recording but um but no like you know so we would just t- do shitty recordings and send it back and forth it doesn't matter what it sounds like as long as you get the gist of the riff yeah, and what it, or what the song sounds like so i would i would be able to take what they would send me and i would i would actually like cut and paste it and frankenstein stuff hey play this two times like this and they could hear it and go oh yeah that makes sense or they would go nah that's not a good idea and i'm like all right cool but it was it was way more <laughs> it was way more easier for me to like express my ideas um, and, and them too, you know, like yeah. it gave them a little bit more time to work shit out before, before I first hear it, you know? So like instead of me hearing it while they're still working something out. So, do you, um, so yeah, it, it's been a fucking really good experience as far as uh, being creative and living in a different state as my bandmates, which a lot of, I feel like a lot of other musicians might have difficulties with that, but it actually worked out in a really positive way for us. And I suppose as well, like I watched the um, interview that you did with Rob Flynn the other day. And like you were saying that you were like, like burnt out. And so it sounds like you're really re-energized on this record. Just having a break from the road and all that shit, man, must have been really like just really welcomed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. we we're. I mean, I was just talking about this, like where, um you know doing like two bands that were like basically full-time both of them like even like dudes like jamie jossa would would ask me like how the fuck are you doing this like how are you physically (laughs) able to you know we me and phil like added it up and it was yeah like i think i said that in rob's thing but it was like definitely it was like over 200 shows a year for almost 10 years or something come on yeah so um it got to the point where I was just like partying to like, you know, get home, you know, like just, I'm just working through this tour, but then I get home and then I have to go on another tour. And it just turned into like an exhausting situation where you kind of like lose track of why you're doing shit and, and, uh, and the enjoyment of it and the reason why you love it. So I got all that shit back now, baby. I'm ready. 
<laughs> oh man, that's so it's so cool to hear. Like I'm 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 coming to see you guys supporting Anthrax on their 40th anniversary tour in London, man. I I'm so stoked to hear some of these new tracks live. Like it, you guys must be like it, I suppose the excitement of getting back out on stage will feel 10 times better now you've had a nice rest and a nice break and you're coming out with some fresh tunes to play and I, I'm honestly man I can't wait like oh the feeling of being back over there too because that was the last play, we, you know the last time we the last tour we did before the pandemic was over there so uh finally I feel like not being able to go over there for so long is like sucks man we miss it like we really love like there's a lot of friends well there's a lot of friends we have there and i don't know it's just it's it's gonna be really really exciting to be back yeah man i saw you at bloodstock uh in 2019 when you broke the uh when you broke the state this crowd surfing record uh that was one of the best shows i've hands down ever seen man that was fucking <laughs> so good oh that's yeah that, <laughs> that's a <laughs> The ridic- a ridiculous a ridiculous joke that we have we have no idea what the crowd serving record is we literally just make that shit up <laughs> <laughs> everyone <laughs> believed it though man it was so, it was so yeah. funny <laughs> Gojira did it like the year later like and we were like oh hell no so we got to do it next time we go there <laughs> and we got to say that we beat them <laughs> We're like idiots too. We'll like get our friend up there with a clipboard and she'll like be marking, like acting like she's counting people. Like we don't know. <laughs> Man, that was so funny. There was someone with one of them counters, wasn't there? Counting people. Yeah, we, yeah that was just our friend. Like that wasn't like <laughs> someone from the Guinness. Like people thought we actually like called Guinness Book. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You did. I was there. I was. I was double counting, man. It definitely happened. Look that up. I'm gonna look it up and see if we're in the Guinness Book of World Records. Now I was lying my ass off. Oh, dude, it was so good, man. Um, we got jokes, man. We got jokes. I've, I've just, I've just actually had a look, and um, it's kind of wild because the official holder is. Enter Shikari at Reading. No way, man. That's what it's saying it. Yeah, we're not having right. that. No, we're not having that. Bullshit. I'm gonna, yes. write, I'm gonna talk to my I'm gonna talk to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the second my lawyer finishes his Donnie Je- Johnny Depp trial? <laughs> oh no, it's Donnie Jepp's lawyer. That's my lawyer. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford Johnny Depp's lawyer. <laughs> Oh man, um, Tony. Something I wanted to ask you. I've always wanted to ask you this, right, about your vocal style. Um, like, you, there is a lot of words in municipal waste songs, yeah. Um, and the way that you sort of spit those lyrics and you flow and your cadence over the top of um, tunes really makes me. It reminds me a lot of like hip hop stuff. Were, were you influenced by a lot of hip hop music? was yeah definitely um i really liked um like tribe called quest a lot and bc boys are like my favorite my favorite thing in the world like that was like the first show i ever went to um 
Yeah. So, and like the, the uh, Wu Tang inner 36 chambers, like that was like, Oh, what a record. I was obsessed, obsessed with that shit. I really like uh, Gangstar uh, a lot. Um, I mean, there's a ton of that shit. I was just listening to Boogie Down Productions yesterday. I was like playing that for my girlfriend. She'd never heard it before. Oh, class, man. Um, but I love, yeah, I love, I love a lot of that old school shit. I mean, I like, so, I mean, I like modern stuff too. I'm not super into trap as yeah, much, but, um, but that's just probably me because I'm just getting older and like can't relate <laughs> to what the, what the young kids are into now. But, <laughs> but, um, but really, yeah, like, uh, definitely, I'm trying to think, but there was, uh, there would be. I would I would definitely like memorize I like still have like old Wu Tang songs memorized and like you know like the first like four like all that solo shit too and and so yeah I think that helped me like be able to sing fast as well as like bands like Capitals Casualties and like DRI and, and yeah. uh Poison I Poison Idea and like that rapid fire real quick vocal style that just really stood out to me. So um, I kind of, I guess maybe that was how I was able to pick it up so fast is because I already listened to like lyricist rappers that were like already doing that shit. So I was probably at a really young age mentally figuring out how to sing fast without even knowing it. Yeah, because it really like, <clears throat> you've got such a unique style in in heavy music. Like I can't really think of too many other singers in sort of that more the heavier side of it who just spit lyrics out as fast as you do it's and i oh and another huge one for me is like mike mirror you know like suicide oh, of course like, of course yeah, yeah i yeah. mean like dude that, that early shit he was singing so fast and that was like real big for me and i i like i like that he enunciates really well too you can yes. actually like he's singing really fast and you can actually understand what he's saying and that's like to me i thought that was really cool so i i, I feel like my style of singing is like a fucking train wreck of like all those things <laughs> and i like to say like bc boy like miss voice is like a mix of like bc boys and slayer and suicidal tendencies or you know something like that you know like i'm just a hodgepodge of like fucking like aggressive shit <laughs> no, man, it, it's, yeah it's so cool it, it is it is like a hot hardcore hip-hop mixed mixture in the vocal style it's like it's just one of my favorite one of my favorite voices in, in heavy music man full stop so um Thanks, man. I'm gonna start rapping for you. Like the next record, I'm just gonna start rapping. <laughs> oh, man, we'll have to I'm gonna hook you up, dog. I'm gonna hook you the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we put can a we, skit uh... on called Bangers and Mosh? Yeah, can we hit you up to do us a hip hop intro or something? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be wicked. I got a beat, I got a beat guy. I got a beat guy. I can, I can get something together. <laughs> uh, um, just uh, another thing, mate, I wanted to touch on quickly on the record. There's some little. I feel like there's some little um, heavy metal Easter eggs hidden within uh, this record because the track, uh, The Bite, the ending is the same ending as Battery from Metallica, isn't it? Like, um, oh, no, uh, close, that close. That's a Scorpions nod, actually. But yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because that's a 10 cent beer night has got an, a Scorpion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're talking about The Bite. Yeah. 
yeah when i first heard it i was like oh yes that's battery <laughs> it's it's so fucking cool man. <laughs> I, I like that we that, uh, those little nods that we give I, we've done that before oh fuck you know god we have so many songs that we did our anthrax one at one of our one of our older albums too i don't even know if fuckers even noticed that but no, i need to go that was a joke attention now yeah, and that, that was like a joke my old band did too, where we would like, we had one song where we ended with uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, you just kick into that one riff and then end the song. It's like, I don't know, that's a fun way to end. Ending a song sucks. Like, I'm sure like, if we pulled people in, if this is like a group discussion with a bunch of other people in bands, they would tell you that, that writing the ending to a song sucks. And yeah. it's like... And it's you have to like kind of come up with a creative way to like like bring it all together, you know. And sometimes it gets real frustrating. And it's also frustrating listening to a band that doesn't know how to end a song. Oh god, man! One of them massive like eighties rock endings where it goes on forever. Yeah. You're like you just fucked the whole song up, man. Just finish already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the ones where they or it just like falls apart and that's the end of the song <laughs> it's funny i don't know and right endings of songs are tough sometimes but yeah that that was that was fun doing the doing the nods like yeah the scorpions nods my favorite one on the record sure. that was wicked man when that kicked in i was laughing to myself man like um but municipal waste have the best ending to a song in history like municipal waste is gonna fuck you up is the best it's the best close. It's the best uh, song ending in history. So you got nothing to worry about there, man. You've nailed that. So <laughs> we did. A, we played a show one time. I think I was in a dumb mood, and I'm like, "Why don't we start the show with Municipal Ace is gonna fuck you up?" <laughs> and uh, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that only happened once, and uh, it was not cool. So the crowd was like, okay. Where do we go from here? Like Europe starting with the final countdown or something like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, just quickly, I want to touch on the artwork as well, man. Like Municipal Waste have always had the best artwork, right? Every one of your album covers is fucking killer. But this one, this is like a proper 80s heavy metal throwback. Like it's, is that what the idea was? Uh, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I'm not sure we were like going for like the whole heavy, I, I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you know, because we definitely were like, there's definitely like some nods to like Scorpion's Blackout and like yeah. fucking uh, yeah. uh, Peace of Mind by Iron Maiden, you know, like we kind of wanted to have that vibe. Like those are some of the posters that my older brother used to have in his bedroom when we were in like... <laughs> elementary school and shit so um i don't know that, that shit left an impact on us but um yeah we're, working with, with the artist was such a pleasure the dude's like just right on the level as us and like he's a fucking headbanger too so he knew he was a fan of the band and he kind of knew what we were going for and uh it really didn't take much that was like honestly one of the easiest experiences as far as um creating a a uh record cover ever like we were just went back and forth only a few times and then we we're like yep that's it i don't know if you've seen the back cover 
the back cover is like almost cooler than the front like it's this grim reaper over like these flaming guitar cabs it looks ridiculous and oh, uh, man. yeah i love it <laughs> i've got the album on pre-order so as soon as that comes through man <laughs> like it's it's such a cool t-shirt as well like it's the first record this is the first municipal waste record that i actually pre-ordered <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like I saw like a version of somebody who was doing a, a version of the vinyl I'd never seen before. I was like, I'm gonna fucking buy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Support the band you love, man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's killer, man. Um, so you, I know you guys have been sat on this record for a couple of years now. So you just must be, you must all just be like fucking just chomping at the bit now just to get this out there, man. Yes, we are. They tried to push it back again, like a few months ago, and we were just like, you know what? No, like, how are you going to release "Crank the Heat" in the winter? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like in your, in your fucking car, crank the heat. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, we we're just like, fuck it, man. Like, there, you know, labels and and people always know when the best time to release a record is but for us we're just like let's just get the damn thing out now like i think like now more than ever people need a waste record they they want to like unwind have a good time listen to some shit yeah and get the past in the past you know and uh i feel like this record is a a good start to that yeah man it's such a feel-good record like i pressed uh it it finishes like and i just want to press play again man like honestly i've fucking absolutely fallen in love with this record so um thank you no worries man right dude so we know you um obviously time's running out so what we'll do we know you're a big fan of wrestling right so um the way we normally only show is we're gonna do a quick wrestling either or round so we're gonna give you two things and you've just got to choose one or the other simple as that so um oh okay yeah, man. So we'll kick off. Paul Bearer or Jimmy Hart? Oh, Jimmy Hart, man. He lives by me. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've seen oh. Jimmy Hart sometimes. The mouth of the South. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, dude. He li- I live in I live in Seminole, Florida. He lives he lives near here. I, I don't, he might not live here, but I see him a lot. Like it's yeah, so he, he gotta be around here somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's fucking killer man <laughs> um wcw or wwf well um i you know fuck man it depends it's hard one isn't it I, i'm gonna just say where i was i'm gonna say wcw but um yeah that's where i was at when, as well when it was in its prime you know but yep. wcw got terrible yeah, yeah, it's it. Yeah, Bischoff is fucking whack too. But all right, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, that early nineties WCW was fucking untouchable, man. Um, Fuck yeah. Legion of Doom or Nasty Boys? Dude, fucking knobs lives right by here too, man. Like, so I'm going to wrestle in retirement. Go fucking, I'll go with the fucking Nasty Boys. Yeah, like um, I my family. Like they, my close friends, they're basically my family, but they have a restaurant. Um, and Nobs is a fucking regular there. So he was, he actually lives, he lives in Seminole, like literally, like right where I live. 
like my, like not even miles away from me. Oh man, oh, nice. Yeah. Nah, nasty boys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> legends, man. Um, but I mean, Legion of Doom is a fucking shit too. I actually like them better, but I'm going. I'm going local today. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Attitude era or nineties? Ah, fuck. Um, ah, man, that's a tough one for me. Uh, for me, not is nineties is what like. I mean, I mean, I was there for the eighties shit too. Um, yeah. But the nineties is what like hooked me as like a young adult. So that's what made me a lifer. Was the nineties? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, Royal Rumble or Survivor Series? Royal Rumble. Cool. And uh, last one for me is Cactus Jack or Dude Love. Oh, Cactus Jack. Yeah. Bang bang. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right, last one from me. I actually, just, I actually just hit Mick Foley up two days ago for to because uh, he lives in New York and we we're gonna try to get him in our video, but I, he didn't write me back. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Imagine that. <laughs> That's for the crank the heat video too. We're filming it this weekend, so oh, we're trying so... to get Nick Foley in it, but no, no luck so far. Oh, <laughs> think I'm lying. Y'all probably think I'm lying my ass off. I'm not making any of this shit up, though. Nobs, I'm a fucking. I'll send you a photo of Nobs and my my best friend fucking at their restaurant. He has. Like, oh. Man, please, if you could, like, all of us are absolute wrestling nerds from growing up, so, yeah. Hell yeah. And last one from me, man, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Oh, man. I just watched the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels last match thing, you know, Ric Flair's last match. I got to go with Shawn Michaels because, uh, like, you know, I, I, I was always team Bret Hart, but I just feel like he's – He's like a fucking brat about shit, man. So it's, I always thought Bret Hart was the cooler one, but like over time now, just the way he still is like butthurt about Goldberg. And yeah, like, I just feel like it's like, dude, let it go, man. Like, yeah, you got screwed over. Like, okay, dude. Like, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, and I like, um, I like Shawn, what Shawn Michaels tried to do with NXT and shit. Like, um, yeah, I'm on. I have to. I have to say, like, as a fan, I was more into Bret Hart. But as time goes on, I'm I'm Team Shawn Michaels. Yeah, man. And Sean Sean was like a heel and a face perfectly. He yeah. Did both yeah. of those. Like when he put Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window, man, is one of the like most iconic <laughs> wrestling moments ever, man. Yeah, and sweet chin music, man. That's a sick move. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just way fucking cooler than the Superman punch. It's the lamest <laughs> fucking move. I fucking hate Roman Reigns, dude. I like don't watch WWE that much anymore because of nah, same. Yep, yeah, same. I'm, I'm all right. I've been no more AEW lately, but it's nice to have have choices. Yeah, absolutely, man. I just still rinse the old pay-per-views from back in the 90s. So, like, that's, that's my... <laughs> yeah, I like, I like watching. I like, actually, um, I like watching the old Royal Rumbles. Like, um, they're real fun. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, especially the older ones. It's just, like, the characters are so ridiculous. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, mate, it's been an absolute blast. I could chat for about an hour longer, but... um. 
thanks for your time this evening, dude. Um, yeah, thank, thank you so much, man. Thanks for, thank, thank you both for, for having me. Really appreciate so, it. I'm you're totally guys. welcome. It's an honour. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolute pleasure, man. So, Electrify Brain drops 1st of July. Nuclear Blast, get on that shit, man. One of the best albums of the year, hands down. Um, and we'll be back ag uh, again next week. Uh, so, until then, peace out. <laughs>